it's cool for me. It's, it's six years now, and you know, it, I still have people. I have people stop me all the time when I'm out about in life outside of this place, and telling me about how it's made some meaningful moment in their life. And I think that's makes it special for me to keep coming back and doing things that aren't always easy and putting in the time and the effort is. I feel like there's a sense of purpose to it. Emily Talco, and you're listening to Eat St. Louis, a student life production. I like to think of food as more than just sustenance. For many chefs, it's their way to tell their story. And throughout St. Louis, there are so many unique restaurants and chefs whose stories are equally as interesting. Eat St. Louis dives into the lives and food of some of St. Louis's most interesting chefs. My name is Nathaniel Reed. I'm the chef and the owner of Nathaniel Reed Bakery. Nathaniel Reed Bakery is in Kirkwood, Missouri, about a 15-minute drive from Washoe. I'd heard of this bakery for a while as being one of the most critically acclaimed in the area. Talking to Chef Reed opened my eyes to the behind the scenes of his success. Has food always been an integral part of your family and your life? Just by culturally, a lot of like the get festivals, holidays, get-togethers and stuff, they just seem like they're around food and like all, a lot of the good memories I have of my childhood it's like food playing a central role in that so whether it's like having like a cool fi- family fish fry to uh, my mom baking all these chocolate chip cookies whatever I mean there's a lot of the best memories I have of my childhood are just food and family. Did that help lead you into the food industry? Well I always liked to cook and um, it was interesting how it I guess it kind of happened of why I was cooking like I played a lot of sports and did a lot of activities in high school and then uh, for some reason like they didn't really always like save me dinner so I would be cooking my own dinners and things like that pretty regularly and I just got into the habit of doing it and liked to do it and I always liked to like more experiment with food when I was younger not making anything successful, but it was more kind of science and fun mixing stuff together. Um, and just seemed like everything was centralized around the kitchen. Like that's where we hung out and sit on the countertops in the kitchen talking, sitting there eating. It was more of a family room than a kitchen to me. Hearing this, I couldn't help but think of my own experience back in high school when if I got home from practice so late that there was no food left, the only two things I could competently make were eggs or a bowl of cereal. Chef Reed and I moved on to talking about how specifically he got into the niche field of pastries that he has found his home in. I like uh, the creativity of pastry, and um, it, it's kind of it's like art. You don't actually really need it in your life. You don't have to have pastries to be something to get nutrition or do those things, but it's something like like art it's in excess in a good way it makes us happy it makes us have uh, celebrates a lot of different holidays creativity of it that you can do different shapes you can do different uh, colors that you want there's a lot of more freedom to it in artisticness to it than there is in savory cooking normally right I mean if somebody gets a steak there's a conception of what it should look like right if somebody gets deserted, you can really play with that a lot more artistically. I was here earlier this summer and was just talking to someone in line and was asking them what they typically get when they come here. And they said that the croissants are just their favorite croissants. They've been to Paris, they've been all over France, and nothing compares to Nathaniel Reed's croissants. How do you make them so perfect? That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't know that we're ever really making them perfect. We're trying hard to do is, you know, the best we can and everything. But we have, like, a lot of quality control in place along the way and systems in place that try to keep it as consistent as possible every day and that's really a big part of it 
Chef Reed has cooked and traveled all over the world. We talked a bit about his experience and the culture of food abroad, brought it back to what makes the St. Louis food scene so special. It almost sounds like food in St. Louis aims to feel like home, comfort, familiarity. Yeah, so I've had the opportunity to work a lot of different places in the U.S., I mean, both coasts and, and everything in the, in the Midwest. And it is interesting what people are looking for, what sells, like... Um, I think people like things that they're familiar with here. That seems like a, a good thing. So, and I like that type of product too. But like, you know, apples, lemons, caramel, chocolate, vanilla, uh, raspberries, like strawberries. You know, pretty guaranteed delicious, very custom types of things. And even beyond what we know, Jeff Reed seeks to make the unknown more familiar. Thanks. And so like when we did the Queen Amon, for example, in the beginning, I was wondering, should I call this a salted caramel croissant? Do I call this a Queen Amon? What's the reaction? How's this? We're just like, let's call it a Queen Amon. See what happens. And, you know, here, you don't have to know how to say the things or pronounce them or what it is. And it's most of the time people just you like hand gesture, you know, the round thing. And we're like, we know what it is. You know, you know, we'd love to get you one. <laughs> or they point to it or they call them queens or whatever it is, you know, and stuff. But. I think it's been fun, too, to make some things that aren't. The flavor profile profile of it, like a salted caramel croissant, is very is recognizable by flavors of what it, this kind of idea is. But it's still a, a, not a familiar product at that time in, in St. Louis. Uh, so it is neat to bring new products to the market, too, even though there's some familiarity with it. Even further than taste profile, Chef Reed has a very intentional storefront. It has like almost a homey feeling when you come in here where it's familiar and there is some some eccentricity, some things that you don't know, but you feel like comfortable with it. Yeah, and I mean, that was that's purposeful. It's by design. I went to the place where it looked familiar, you know. So idea was is that like anybody would kind of feel comfortable walking into the place. We're, you know, trying to curate this experience for them, guide them through this and like... Um, make them feel comfortable and honestly there is some unique things they can get here that they haven't had before but there's uh, a relatability to it like like uh, if we do some kind of crazy looking cake and all this and but it's chocolate and raspberry so even though I don't understand it by the look I can understand that this is chocolate with this familiarity this comfort this consistency it can be hard to stand out uh, it must be hard, I'm not a journalist, but to write a story about, man, this is such a consistent product at this place. <laughs> it doesn't really grab the media, but if you show, somebody once told me, if you want to get attention, you make something very small or very large. And that's kind of the same concept. You know, you have to stand out. In those bigger markets, I get it. Like, there's a lot of competition. You have to make your space and everything. But I like what we do here. It's still, it's challenging for us. It's um, like trying to make a chocolate chip cookie the best you can make it trying to make a croissant, which is a very familiar product, or a macaroon, but but have those little differences about it, that it's super flaky, that it's perfectly baked, that the laminations are just right. And that's I like that challenge of making uh, commonplace items like extraordinary. Chef Reed has succeeded in making the ordinary extraordinary. He's found his niche here in St. Louis. Talked about how he's from Missouri and his family's here. So, when deciding where to open their bakery, this same theme of family and familiarity tied in. Quality of life was another. Thinking about the cost of life and the cost to own a bakery in St. Louis versus a bigger city like New York City was a big factor. I mean, the expense of New York, I mean, how many croissants do you have to sell to make your rent, you know? And, uh, and some is also, you know, the, the the quality of life, depending on what you were looking for in a quality of life. I like to be outdoors, so the big, bigger, some of the bigger cities can't offer that. 
Chef Reed and I then moved to talking about passion and career. Specifically, he talked about the importance of communication as one of the most crucial skills. They're really keys. I believe so much in communication is just such a big foundation and of our business and uh, of being successful. And it's kind of weird to talk to a young cook that came out of culinary school and you're like, hey, communication is so important. And you're not talking to them about these like really awesome knife skills or something, you know, that they're really expecting you to talk about. And it's cooking's, yeah, that's why they're here. They want to cook. It's to me, it's the easy part. But to wake up and be like, I can't wait to be super consistent and professional and communicative and stuff is like probably not most of the cooks and people are waking up dreaming of that, right? To a little bit, it's like there's no right or wrong way for everything in life. No, there's no book that's been written that's the blueprint for success for everyone. There are guidelines, there are structures, there are things in place that are generic that work for most people, and they can lead you to success either quicker or more certainly. But everybody still needs to find out what it is for them they're trying to go for and be successful in, and that measure is measured entirely different to each person. The first thing for me to always say is to walk straight in a straight line towards those things. So, you know, what you're passionate about and what you can see yourself doing today is probably very different than it was 10 years ago and in 10 years from now it might be different it just you have to go with the bunches of life a little bit and understand that some doors are going to open and close and not be nervous about it happening but be organized make your best plan to give it your best effort and go straight towards your goals well Jeffrey, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me i really appreciate this <laughs> yeah thanks for giving me the opportunity Stay tuned for future episodes of Eat St. Louis. Meanwhile, head to studlife.com to check out our current issue and other stories. For Student Life Media, I'm Emily Talco.